hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. Choices, and I have subtitled as Cain's Choice. Cain's Choice. Uh, in the beginning uh, of the series, we dealt more with Adam's choice. Now we're going to look at the choice uh, that had to, that, that the first child of Adam had to deal with, Cain's choice. Well, we defined what a choice was, and I just want us to go uh, over that and refresh our minds. We define a choice as an act of making a decision of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibility. An act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. And we said that for that to happen, every choice requires that there will be options and there will be preferences. You cannot make a choice if all you have is one thing. You make a choice when there's more than one option and you have to prefer one over the other. We said last week that life is simpler without a choice. And many times we all wish that we would not make a choice, that somebody would tell us what to do or there is only one thing to do. Uh, and, and we would do it. We, we wish that there was no devil, there was only God. And, and then we worship God. Uh, we wish that there was no opportunity to sin and that every opportunity will lead to righteousness. But life will give us options because God has given us free will. The life without option is the life of a beggar and a slave. And God wants us to live in dignity. So he created us with a free will. He created us to know the right from the wrong. And he created us to do his will willingly. And last week we talked about the three big choices that Adam was faced with. He was faced with the choice of what to feed on. Secondly, he was faced with the choice of how to call the things that came his way. And then the third choice, whom to come or welcome into his life. And I said that these are choices we also have to make in our lives. We have to choose some of these things or these things regularly what to feed on what we're going to nourish ourselves with what we're going to allow to enter into our system we're going to choose how to call the things that come our way because you cannot predict everything that comes your way but you have to name it if you name it impossible nothing will be possible to you if you name it possible all things are possible to you you have to choose whom you welcome into your life relationship is not by force and friendship is not by so now, let's look at the big choice that Adam's first child, Cain, had to be faced with. You know the story. Cain and Abel, uh, the first two sons of Adam and Eve, uh, bring a sacrifice to God. And uh, Cain's sacrifice is rejected. And Abel's sacrifice is received by God. And that creates problems for Cain because he's the older brother and his sacrifice is not accepted. So let's pick up that story from Genesis chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. Genesis chapter 4, verses 6 to 7. So the Lord said 
to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. Why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. It's very interesting how God always presents options to us. He did the same to Adam and Eve. He's doing the same to Cain. He tells him the options available and advises him on the right option. But God will not make a choice for you. That's one of the things we have to get right. That God will not make a choice for you. No matter how long you pray about a choice, you have to choose sometime. You can pray about it, fast about it, uh, meditate on it, go on retreat about it, but at a certain point, the prayer must end, the fasting must end, the retreat must end, and you have to choose. And if you're waiting for God to make that choice, you will pray and fast and pray and fast till there is nothing to pray and fast about because your whole body will be wasted. You have at a certain point after you've prayed, you've fasted, you've meditated, you've sought advice, you've sought counsel, at a certain point you have to make a choice. And sometimes we go on praying about something for a very long time because we are scared of making a choice. Well, Cain's sacrifice is rejected. And uh, he gets angry. He gets very, very angry. And uh, if you read the, the, the word anger in the original language, it means he was, it, it, it carries the idea of burning. So he was not just like angry, like, eh, you know, I'm upset. No, he was boiling inside. This guy was really, really angry. And not only was he angry, the Bible says his countenance had fallen. He, he was disappointed. He was disappointed because something had not gone the way he wanted. Several emotions are going through Cain. Anger, pain, disappointment, resentment, envy, hatred. And all of these are boiling inside him because his sacrifice has not been accepted and his brother's sacrifice has been accepted. Have you ever felt rejected before? Have you ever felt rejected? And when you felt rejected, how did you respond? Because that's what we're going to look at today. You have a choice as to how you deal with rejection, disappointment, and failure. You have a choice. And God is telling Cain, you have a choice. Yes, you've been rejected, you have failed, you tried something, it didn't work, and somebody is getting on ahead of you. But you have a choice how to respond 
to this. Because many times in life, somebody is going to get ahead of you. You're not always going to be the best. Somebody will get ahead of you. And you have a choice how to respond to that. But it's interesting that when God comes to Cain, he doesn't even tell him what to do. Just like he did to Cain's father. When Adam and Eve sinned, God didn't come and say, hey, you have sinned. God always comes with questions. Adam, where are you? Cain, why are you angry? Because God will always come to you with questions. So why does God ask us questions? Why did God ask Cain questions? Why did God ask Adam and Eve questions? God asks us questions for three reasons. First, because he wants us to think deeply about something. He wants us to see things from the surface. Cain is angry. God says, why are you angry? Adam has sinned. God says, where are you? And many times when you are in a state, God is going to ask you a question. And the reason is because he wants you to think deeply about what's going on. He wants you to think deeply about it. Because if you don't think deeply about it, emotion is going to drive you. Emotions are good. But when emotions drive you, you can do crazy things. You can do crazy things. You read the newspaper always. You hear about a husband who's murdered a wife, mutilated a wife, poured some acid on a wife. You hear of wives who are doing the same thing to their husbands. You hear of children who have done similar things to their parents. Parents have done it to children. And you ask, what led to that? Because they didn't ask themselves the question, why am I angry? What is it? Why am I upset? So God comes to ask you a question because he wants you to think deeply about the thing. Secondly, he wants you to face the truth about yourself. Why are you angry? Not, ha not why has somebody annoyed you, but why are you angry? What's the truth? He wants you to face the truth about ourselves. He wants us to do deeper self-examination. Many times we are so focused on ourselves that we just offer superficial answers. If you're going to really make choices in your life, you have to think deeply, you have to face the truth. And the third thing, God asks, asks us questions because he wants us to see things the way he sees it. He wants us to see things the way he sees it. God uses questions to open our eyes to his point of view. Because God saw the issue differently from Cain. He didn't see the way Cain was seeing it. Cain saw what had happened as finality. God saw it as something that could change. Because if you listen to the third question that God asked in verse 7, God says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do well, will you not be accepted? What God is saying literally is that, listen, this is not the end of the world. It's not a lost cause. You can win at this thing. You can come back. You can recover. It can be better. Because, you know, when you go through life and, and you think that what you're going through is a finality, 
your response to it is very different from when you think it can change. Is that not so? If you, if you don't have any money now, you're broke. And when I mean broke, broke, broke. You're really broke, broke. You owe your landlord uh, rent. You owe the utility companies, God bless them. You owe them bills. You owe some school fees for your children. And everywhere you go, life is hard for you. When you get to a point where you think this is the end, this is how life is going to go for the rest of my life, you can be suicidal. Because when you see it as a finality, you can make very drastic, permanent decisions. However, if you see that this thing is only a temporary situation, that tomorrow will be better, the next year will be better, your response will be totally different. So God is saying to Cain, you messed up, your sacrifice was not accepted, I rejected it, but if you do well, you will be accepted. This is not the end. You can go back, you can re-strategize, and you can do it again, and it will get better. That's God's perspective. So he's trying to get Cain to see things from his perspective. If you do well, would you not be accepted? It's one of my favorite verses, by the way, in the Bible. So let's look at that phrase. If you do well, if you do well. What is God telling Cain when he says, if you do well, it means you can improve. And you improve at three levels. God is saying, you have to change your attitude. If you do well, it means change your attitude. Change the way you feel about the situation. For the moment you are angry, you are upset, you feel hopeless, you feel like nothing can work, you feel you are a failure, you think this is the end of the road for me, I have failed before God himself. God says, it's not the end. You can change your attitude. If you do well, means change your attitude. Secondly, if you do well, means change your approach. Change the strategy you want to use to address this issue. Now, Cain's strategy was to go kill his brother. That was a strategy. God says, if you do well, you will be accepted. You have not been rejected permanently. It's a temporary setback in your life. You can turn around, you can change, you can do better. You can re-strategize, you can approach this differently. If you do well, means a change of approach. Thirdly, if you do well means change of your actions, change the way you do things. Change your actions. Cain had to realize that the reason he was rejected was not because God hated him. He's supposed to make a sacrifice and we learn that he should have made a sacrifice of blood. But he made a sacrifice of plants. So God says, if you do well, you'll be accepted. If you go back and do the right thing, you have another opportunity. This is not the end. Tell the person next to you, this is not the end. I just feel somebody needs to hear that message this morning, that this is not the end. You may have failed once, twice, three, four, five, but it is not the end. 
There is a choice you can make about this situation. And God says to Cain, if you do well, if you do well, you'll be accepted. I like that phrase. It means that God can give me a new chance. This is not final. This is not my last stop. This is not the end of my story. This is not how my story will end. This is not the full stop. This is a sentence that is not yet completed. It is a sentence under construction. And if I do well, a but will be added to my sentence and a change in the construction. He fell, but he rose again. That's going to be your story. He fell, but he rose again. The righteous shall fall seven times, but he will rise. You have to wait for but to be introduced to your life so you can see how this sentence will end its construction. It's a choice. And that's what God is saying to Cain. This is not the finality. If you do well, you will be accepted thank you for listening to living word to interact with pastor mensa otobie like his page on facebook follow him on twitter at mensa otobie email otobie at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.